Jet Grind Radio came out, I think I was in like second, third grade. Mm-hmm. And so I was, it was my favorite game at the time ever, like at, at this point. I was, I was such a big fan. And one of the reasons I love the music so much, I love the music so much that like as a second, third grader, I know who Hideki Naganuma is and and to the point where I bought the Jet Grind ever. Radio. I bought the Jet Grind Radio soundtrack in like second grade. I like begged my parents to import a Japanese CD so I could have the Jet Grind Radio soundtrack because I loved Grace and Glory, the final song uh from jack grind radio final boss um and i would listen to the cd a lot Mm -hmm. so this coincided with my elementary school having like a japanese exchange program where like each student was paired with a japanese student that came from japan Uh and uh i had i had a partner uh (laughs) i forget her name I would ask her, like, I remember the first thing I literally said to her is, do you know Hideki Naganuma? And she said, no. (laughs) We need to talk, Dana. What'd I do? We need to talk, because every single time we start the podcast- We're gonna talk about games! No, but, yes, but- Every single time you start this podcast, you do like a scream. And like the amount of people who probably listen to that scream and then just immediately close out, it's like probably That's most why people. I didn't this time. Because so, I, I, I want to do something different. You know, I'm a changed person, you know? I'd like to think this is me intervening on you, telling you uh, you can't do this. We're done. Thank you all for theme tuning in. song! Glad you. What's good, man? It's your boy Juicy J, man. Shout out to Virtual Homework Podcast. Welcome to the Virtual Homework Podcast. I'm Dana. I'm Sam. And this week, we got a banger. You probably already see it through the title. You're like, what? That's a new-ass game, I guess, if, you, if you're if you playing on PC. But we played Death Stranding this yep. week. But in bigger news, it's been a while, right? Yeah. You guys have probably missed us. You guys have been probably deeply upset, deeply saddened. But at the same time, you've been satiated. Um, You saw our epic commercial that we made it Wait, took the world by a storm commercial? what the fuck are you talking three about three million years oh yeah you actually have it because that comes out in two days what are you talking uh, in about the meantime, <laughs> <laughs> in the meantime uh i wanted to do a little bit of a reveal because dana has literally no idea what i'm talking about so i kind of felt bad that we didn't do an episode uh because of outside forces but uh, i decided that um i i might as well get a commercial made to really show the world what oh, we are God. we're gonna air this on major networks we're gonna air this on radio xm radio in between howard stern commentary it's so gonna be this amazing is a, so uh, live uh dana cringing uh for everyone to enjoy <laughs> I, i'm ready i'm prepared well i'm not but I don't have a choice. All right, let me. Yes, we got a solid <laughs> commercial here. Okay, fifty-four homework podcast. Fifty-four seconds. This is this is real. Okay, this is gonna get our business revenue, asset growth. Okay, here we go. Synergy, <laughs> innovation. Okay, it's one of the <laughs> e-commerce, gaming. 
Streamlining open source incubated supply chains to revolutionize the market and make the world a better place. We've seen this in something before. Bleeding edge paradigm shifts focused on front end to top down oh. interactive solutions and partnerships. Solutions and partnerships. Repurposed holistic architectures, I, converting I don't think aggregate we're doing vertical interfaces and <laughs> dashboards to enhanced ROI. Are you just like releasing something that I'm not a part of? Like, ubiquitous marketplace asset delivery. So much that this is what it is. The cost. Wait. This is the future. This is Virtual Homework Podcast. Beautiful. Who's that? It's a happy man, okay? You're gonna see this on TV next to your Mazda what, what does commercial, that have to and you're do gonna be with... You don't think we have ubiquitous market growth, top line to end chain, supply revolutionary marketplace, market to market. Uh, revenue growth? I don't know. That's a You don't think we have synergy as well as top-down market chains? I, 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 I don't know. I, I can't say yes or, or no because I don't know what those things are. I went to public school. Did did that commercial invoke emotions based on that stock image? Uh, if anything, if it, were you it, a it, happy it took person? Emotions away. I am I am a shell of a man now. Actually, <laughs> well, I'm in contract multiple millions of dollars. Oh, between CBS, that's gonna air. Wait, like you know those commercials for like like I don't get any of this. You're you have like five percent of this podcast. I I own most assets. I I went Zuckerberg and I, I made you sign a contract while you were. Can working. I have five percent? No, you do have 5%, but you started at 50, so we'll see where I this mean, goes. I mean, 5% of a million dollars, I'm, I'm fine with that. No, no, that, that money's sunk. That money's gone. It's in CBS's pockets. Well, I'm anyway. This off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for it. We still have so much more to go. We have so many things to do. Let's uh, get started. Um, we played uh, Death Stranding today? No. Fuck you. We have talking points. Oh, shit. The first one... Is that we didn't play Death Stranding. We played Haba Hotel. Can we just is drop this, the charade? Is this 2008? We played Haba Hotel. I gave Listen, you a $10 card. Listen, I can get card. real dark with this conversation. We know what happened at oh Haba Hotel did back in the day. Yeah, well, pools that's are it. legitimately Th- that's closed. That's it. You know, shirt's coming off. We're getting canceled today, right now. Ready? Three, two, one. Just kidding. Yeah, well, I, I did actually have one more thing to say about Papers, Please, because we technically do a follow-up. What's up? Um, I did watch the short film. Really? There's a short film regarding Papers, Please, and it was okay. I did see you watching it pretty, on Steam. It's pretty amazing, considering this was a video game-based movie, even though it's 10 minutes. The The bar is so low that, like, a solid 6 out of 10, 10-minute 10 experience was was worthy of note. So I thought I would say that. Nice. I might end up watching it, because I do like the premise behind it. Yeah, well, anyway, I have I have forced people to listen for, like, seven minutes before we actually got to the, the main <laughs> event. So let's talk a little bit about a little-known video game called Death Stranding. So this is probably the biggest project that we've we've oh yeah forced ourselves to go through. Uh, we've, we've set the homework bar a little high here. I actually wrote um, notes for once because wow. I had to, like, put all my thoughts down because I actually beat the game about 45 hours. I'm not sure how far uh, Sam got into it, but I spent a lot of time over the past two weeks playing this game almost every day. So... See, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad that we had a little bit of a, a break because it allowed me to play this game more than I normally would have. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a busy guy. I'm an important guy. No, 
<laughs> I, d- I just have a lot God, of projects yeah, t- that put yourself up on a pedestal like <laughs> that shit. <laughs> I I give myself a little bit of uh, uh, of too many projects, and, and yeah. this is one of them. So I, I don't normally have um, what I, I would probably say like nine or ten hours to play a game. Well, if I mean, uh, I would like to see feedback after this episode. Like, if people like when we do a big, big, big game like this, if we spend the extra week doing it, and maybe do like a smaller side project in between to see if that's something people are interested in, uh, I think that might be a, a course to go through because I think the two weeks allowed us to get so much more out of this game and uh, than we normally would. Yeah, and in fact, like our normal uh, two-hour uh, minimum playing this game, two hours would literally get us past like the opening cutscene cut <laughs> and, like, and then like a tiny bit more. Yeah. This game is a Hideo Kojima game. Um, it is similar to... It, it has some notorious tropes uh, in, in Kojima games, specifically the massive cutscenes. Yes. It plays very similar to a movie in a lot of times. Oh, yeah. In fact, a lot of the gameplay, I feel like, is motivated. You want to get to the next cutscene. That's like what you care about uh, more than like even just playing the game in some parts. Uh, yes and no. Um, uh, but yes, yeah, I would agree. Yes so and no. But... The basis of the game is... I, I titled it is in uh, open world post apocalyptic uh, Amazon delivery man simulator, and it's it's really good at simulating simulating deliveries. Um, okay, just at a glance, you would think like, oh, you're just delivering packages. That's essentially what you're doing. But it is, I'm gonna say, I loved it. I I, I had truly truly had a wonderful time with this game. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think, and there are some games that we played in this podcast that, that are really in the upper echelon, but I think this is probably the favorite game I've played here. Really? I've only played it for about 10, 10 hours, but I I don't see a world where I don't finish this game. And it's kind of weird that we're saying this, considering I went in kind of being like, I wonder if this game's even good, because yeah. there was so much controversy when oh, this absolutely. was released. And I kind of understand. If you're coming from a Metal Gear Solid background, first Kojima game, he makes something completely out there. Like, the gameplay, yeah, it's fetch quests. Those have been in other games. But, like, the the core delivery premise is so out there yeah. and so new that I could just see a lot of people turned off by it. But for those who are enjoy it, like they get pretty engrossed. Like I was super, super into I it. I was really like I saw you yeah, playing for I, like longer periods than I've seen you play a lot of games. Like sitting down and like grinding it out. Yeah, unfortunately my playthrough says I've played this for like sixty hours and the reason for that is cause Video games even now don't necessarily have the technology to just like literally close the game and like uh, pick off exactly where you closed it. Uh, games like this with auto saving features, they're good, but they're not perfect. So I would often find myself uh, like literally just not closing the game because I'm like, oh, I can't save right now. I don't want to like lose. You can five just minutes go to progress, system so. and hit save. No, no, but there are some times yeah, yeah, where yeah. you actually can't. So like in, in those times, I would just be like, oh, I have to do something, and then I would come back to it like 20 hours later. I, I wish I wish playtime in games actually accounted for that. Like, if you're in a pause menu, that's totally not playtime. If you haven't actually hit a button in three hours, like, they well, should like, have the technology. I think Steam just runs like that because there are other games in Steam that are, like, play for 10,000 hours. So people just, like, let's, like, just leave it on. Or, like, unlocking Mewtwo in uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee, you have to be on for, like, an X amount of hours. So I I don't mean I don't mean that I meant like in the actual game. Oh yeah yeah uh, yeah like in the actual physical game, log progress. Yeah yeah. This is like the the smallest problem in the world because like it's just a, a number. <laughs> We're like spending uh, like seven minutes or... on this. Like well actually yeah. Um. <laughs> so I, I want to go over the story a little bit. Um. 
super simple. Well, I guess not simple premise. Uh, you play as the opposite of simple premise. Yeah, you play as. I still have no idea uh, what's going on. Sam Porter Bridges, uh, who is played by. <laughs> Uh, Norman Reedus. I will say he was a wonderful protagonist in this game. Like he, he, he like was spot on, like voice everything. I thought he was a really cool character. I fucking hate The Walking Dead. Yeah, I I liked him in this game a lot. Yeah. So, um, basically, he's known for delivering what other people can't. He's like that guy, and he is tasked with going city to city in the United States or America, whatever, to connect them all together, essentially. Essentially create a network of linked cities so they can help each other, so on and so forth. I guess it goes to like the strand meaning of the game. We're linking strands between city and season. Uh, excuse me, city and city. Ends up saving the world. Yeah, except uh, you, you kind of missed the point of why the world needs saving in the first place. Uh, essentially, there's, some, there's an event called the Death Stranding, and... Dana might actually know a lot more than me. He's yeah. he's way further in the game regarding what it means. But there was a singular singular event where we figured out what is after death, and there's this death beach or something like that. I'm I'm trying to also explain it without spoilers yeah. here. Dead people, like the concept of dying, is like now a danger to society. Essentially, if you don't like burn bodies after they die in 48 hours, they will become like a nuke. And literally destroy yeah. cities. So this completely altered the face of the earth. Yo, um, near it's extinction. It's a futuristic society um, where like this technology was also used to like print uh, objects that could be physically used. Like it was an energy source. You're basically set in a very futuristic, but very uh, at the same time like uh, dystopian uh, landscape where. Where it's very barren, uh, they're small, hunkered down cities, and you're going from city to city, most of which have not communicated with each other, In and a long time. making a communication network, making the new internet. Yeah, essentially. Um, it. I've I've expressed, and Dana has also expressed that in the future we may expand the scope of uh, this podcast to like do like video games and movies. This is basically a movie. Yeah, this it is, it is really definitely movie. a movie. Um, basically, like the Death Stranding, it's. Like you said, it was a world-changing event. It wiped out most of humanity, uh, essentially linking the worlds of the dead and the living. Uh, and what that did was leave some people uh, with this power called Dooms, which is something that uh, the main character, Sam Bridges, played by Norman Reedus, has. And that allows him to see uh, these entities that come from the world of the dead called BTs. I don't know what those are actually stand for, but they're essentially like ghosts with umbilical cords that are around the uh, landscape. It would be noted by, I guess, acid acid rain. It's called time fall, but acid rain. And uh, they will kill the shit out of you and do super scary things. It's like, it goes from like delivery man to like horror game, like quite abruptly every once in a while. Yeah. And, and it becomes horror because you have this item on you called a BB, a bridge baby. You have a baby in a jar um, like taped to your chest. <laughs> yeah, it's delivery and father simulator. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I love that baby. <laughs> yeah, I my that baby's my friend. Yeah. I what's his name like Lou or something? yeah they call him Lou. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lou's my homie. Um, he's he's your bro. He's your BB stands for for baby bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he basically detects these beached things, these BTs, and you could soothe him. Um, he gets like diseased, and you have to like save him. Yeah, it's. It's pretty cool, like like you're in pain, and all of a sudden now there's like a baby crying on top of yeah. it. it. It it adds to the urgency. Oh yeah, and then you have like these monsters like attacking you, like from the nether realm or like whatever, while this baby's like crying. And then, have did you ever get hit by a BT? 
like and gets because what happens when you get hit by a BT is that like a, a circle of like blackness comes around you. Did you have that happen to you? Yeah. yeah. It's fucking scary, man. Uh, and if you don't... The the different types of BTs are also scary. Like, I, I only saw two, but, like, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm used to this, like, whale mm. BT. But then, like, the, the lion BT started coming out, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are, like, the bosses that come out if you get, like, sucked into that hole. Uh, my problem... So, I'm gonna go into, like, the bosses a little bit. I thought the bosses were kind of... The I've only I only faced one boss, uh, which was the the first boss after like the first yeah. chapter, like the first real chapter, and the bosses were incredibly easy. In yeah. fact, one of my complaints about this game in general is that it's a very easy game. I, I truly stand by. I think that the gameplay is meant to just be like a vehicle to go from cutscene to cutscene. So like you're you're motivated by continuing the plot. And I think they focus more on the story than the I have a point to make elements. about that. So I played on normal difficulty. I'm sure that's what you did, or I, I did. I did. So too. after reading reviews, after like getting pretty far through the game, uh, there's a lot of people that say the same thing, and they say that the game is a completely different game, and they suggest playing it on very hard because it adds a sense of urgency to most things. Then you will actually be using uh, some of the structures and stuff around to get through the game. And they said it makes it like ten times more fun to play on the hardest difficulty, um, because otherwise it is just you like walking simulator. You're actually using the things um, to go into like the structure thing. Uh, let's talk about that. That's probably my favorite part of the game. Yeah, that's that's something I didn't really expect. Uh, I think that we have to before we could talk about the structures, we have to talk about the core gameplay. Yeah. Uh, you've probably heard this game called Walking Simulator in some aspects, and like it, it's entirely true. Like you you literally walk across barren landscapes with packages on your back. Like they pay way too much attention to the actual concept of walking. You have to constantly like rebalance yourself. Yeah. Like yeah, if you actually had heavy packages on your back. You would be doing exactly what they did in real life. It's like, uh, click, click the left key to balance. Click the right key to balance. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like pretty fun. I actually, I actually think that the controls seem way better on keyboard. And like, I can't I imagine played it on, playing. This I on played a... it on controller the entire time, and I loved it. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I I played it on keyboard and mouse, and like I thought the the using the left and right uh keys on the mouse actually really 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 helped. Uh, I it's just L1 I can't and, even imagine playing it's L1 on it. and R1. Uh, or excuse me, uh, like right trigger and left trigger for that, so it felt fine. Still, I thought it, no, I I thought it, like this was so surprisingly fluid on keyboard. I, if you haven't tried it on keyboard, maybe at this point, I don't think you're ever gonna play it. Like you play this game for fifty hours, I'm not sure if you're going back to it. Maybe. But if you do if you do a new playthrough, maybe try on keyboard. I thought it was super fluid. But anyway, yeah, you you truly are walking from place to place. There's a lot of fetch quests. The thing is, uh, getting into the structure. The, the game kind of builds into itself that, like, yeah, it, it is kind of like Amazon. You start walking from place to place delivery, but then you get the ability to, to create structures, create tools that help you facilitate delivery faster. Yeah, vehicles especially. I thought, I thought driving these vehicles after... You, you don't really unlock vehicles, like, building vehicles until you've played this game for, like, five, six hours. Yeah. So, like, the actual time you first ride a vehicle, it's, like, it's so simple, but it's, like, so satisfying oh, and badass because you also built your like road and stuff like that too uh eventually you have like automated delivery jobs you're really running like a delivery company absolutely. here it it i think that all the people who dislike the concept just didn't uh play the game enough until it builds on itself oh yeah because and and like you're you're constantly making these structures constantly making your jobs uh easier and becoming more efficient builder. i feel the same way exactly like this game started out as a hard like four out of ten for me like not gonna lie until you get into that structuring aspect and that just builds on the uh i guess strand aspect of the game and linking yourself between other players and uh characters in the game 
Because what happens essentially is to build on the structure theme is you build structures and other players actually see them in the world and things that they build you see in the world. So for so for example, a structure you might see in the world is you're driving your car or motorcycle or whatever and you're like, oh man, I'm running out of battery. Like I'm going to be able to stop soon. Oh wait, another player built a battery charger in the middle of nowhere because they know this is a spot where people frequently get broken down. And now I can charge my car. And I'm like, holy shit, like this guy like seriously helped me. And what you can do is you can like their structure and they get like points or whatever uh, for doing such a thing. It feels so damn rewarding to like do that yeah. or like build your own structure and then you find out other people like it because it helped them out. Like it's so, so much fun. Yeah, this this is the first game to basically like really have its own integrated social media experience within the game that like it's not like literally social media it's not like oh like hi i'm sam uh it's like players trying to make each other's uh playing experience better it's a single player game but it has like a community aspect you don't know these people no. making structures but you're just like yeah you're the best thank you for making this uh so i i looked into it kojima actually calls this the first strand game, <laughs> similar to, I, I think that's the most, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's so pretentious. A lot of this game is super pretentious. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Into absolutely. That later, but, but I mean, like, that makes sense, though, because, like, how many other games, like, link you to other players like this where they are genuinely making your gaming experience better? So, so he specifically says this is the first strand game. Kind of like how Metal Gear Solid was the first stealth game. When it came out, it was called an action game because stealth was not a genre that came yeah. out yet. So, like, now, retroactively, like, of course Metal Gear Solid's a stealth game, but, like, we just didn't know what to call it at the time, so we called it an action game. Yeah. I totally think that this is, like, a first of its kind and that, like, yeah, the social aspect, um, it, it's really human. Like, you're building these structures and, like, you're thinking, someone's going to use this, it's going to be awesome, I'm glad I can make their experience better. And, and, and then you better. log in and, like, the next time, and you see that people used it, and, like, you'll have, like, a thousand likes in the structure. You're like, holy shit, I helped out a shit ton of people. Like, that's awesome. I will just say, though, th there's no way we're calling this a strand game. I'm, I'm strong. I, I feel like strand it's a game. Wow. I'm, I'm at war, man. So it's like there's, like, Dana. like, you'll get to, like, a really dangerous spot where you have to go over, like, a canyon. So like so, like you can build like a huge ass bridge over it or like a ladder to get over it or maybe like there's a quest you that a lot of people do that you have to go down into like a cavern and someone builds like a rope there like it it just the conveniences are all over to make the game like so much better or maybe there's like a zip line that'll help you get up like a mountain or you know like all, all sorts of different structures or like uh, other things that will just make the game better that's literally my favorite part of the game yeah it, I. I... I came into this just expecting, like, a single-player game experience, and, like, that aspect elevated the game from, uh, like, a like an 8 out of 10 to a 9 out of 10, I would say. That's right, we're, oh, the, we're rating this, this like, a 9 out of 10. I feel like we've rated, like, the last, like, four games 9 out of 10. So, straight okay. up, this did about a 4 out of 10 to me to, like, an 8, 8 or 9 out of 10, for sure. Um, I do have my complaints, though, like, serious, serious complaints. I, my, my... My serious complaint with this game is just that, like, the, the gameplay is uh, overly complicated and it doesn't prioritize fun. There, there are certain aspects, like, certain customizability aspects, specifically with... So, for example, one of the things that I, I think is a great example of, of why this game is overcomplicated, like, needlessly overcomplicated, is the, uh, the structure of how you could place things on your back. So, basically, oh, yeah. each individual item you could put on your back or put on your utility belt, or you could press the button F or I, I don't it's know, triangle. Controller yeah. to, auto, 
auto arrange items. There's literally no situation where you not want to auto arrange. Yeah, I just auto arrange. Um, you, you'll get some items later where you can like put them, attach them to yourself that are non packages. But uh, other than that, yeah, you're just hitting triangle or F to auto arrange the entire game. Yeah, and and that that just like. It it made so many parts of this game tedious, like to to the point where it's like I I kind of want to just close it for now because it's like I I don't feel like doing all this like pretentious overly complicated bullshit. I I will say the game also takes itself oddly seriously, but yeah. at the same time does some weird ass like non serious. Uh, oh, like there's like some uh, super like, cute and funny st- like when the the BB if you make it happy like like the heart bubble comes out like that kind of stuff. Oh no, I don't, I don't even mean that. I mean like the fact that like we're in a dark gritty world. My name's Dead Man. It's like no, you have a real name. You don't call yourself Dead Man. Yeah. No one calls themselves that. It's like it's like Dana. Call me call me a uh, cool guy. That, that's just that's just Hideo Kojima. Like he he names all his villains and characters in games like that like Big Boss or you know the the I don't know your name's Sam Porter and you're like, "Oh, call me Dead Man." It's like, "No." He he's I, literally I, I the only you... person in the game with a normal name. Yeah. It, it, that, like, <laughs> like maybe maybe if like you didn't have a normal name it'd be fine but it's like i think he's the i'm weird sam one. porter bridges i'm fragile it's like okay no, he's fragile but i'm not fragile well anyway what are your complaints because they completely <laughs> steamrolled oh no, you're fine i was doing the same thing um like i said the boss fights i beat the game there's not a single boss fight in this game that has any difficulty at all they don't they barely even that you know they, I, I literally beat the game no I, I no what i mean is you got to do it on very hard man oh yeah like i said um people were saying played on very hard it's a much better experience but on normal which there should be a little bit of difficulty uh, there was next to none on that vein i think that the the general combat against enemies was super boring for lack of a better term the, ga- the game is truly easy on normal yeah. like it, it hypothetically you you see a bunch of mules which are like other humans like that you, or whatever yeah and and you you essentially you have a, either a bola gun or I was like, is this seriously like an Ebola gun? Like, you get to shoot Ebola? No, it, it just shoots... That's a, uh, I'd like, like shooting that at them, though. And, and then yeah. you just kick the shit but, out but of the, them on the ground. Yeah, but but the issue is you, you either have this stun gun, basically, or you have this rope where you could bind people, because obviously you can't kill them. It's going to nuke the, the planet. Um, but You do get guns later. You, You're like 10 versus 1, and you just, like, kill them, and, or not kill them, but you subdue them, and it's 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 so easy. Like, I... I almost was never in a situation where I where I uh, felt like threatened by a massive group of enemies, and it, it's really also repetitive. Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever just go into a mule camp and it's, you're just like going one three eight v eight, and you're like fine? Yeah, yeah, like uh, it, pretty much every time. Yeah, um, it is it is kind of fun to just like beat all their asses and get all like their materials and stuff like that. But yeah, it it it, it is a little bit monotonous in in that sense. Um, Another problem I had is later in the game, I'm, I'm, spoiler, there's like a mountain area. It is so unfun to tra- traverse, like just straight up like pain in the fucking ass to traverse like this snowy ass mountain. That's what ma- going uh, going uphill in general is just not fun. Yeah. Um, like they said, the game went from a 4 out of 10 to like a 9 out of 10. That straight up brought it down to like a 7 out of 10 for me. Oh, no. <laughs> Want to know what I really loved about this game? What's that? Monster Energy. <laughs> It's a product placement. Um, it's it takes you so out of the game. It's like post-apocalyptic monster. Let's energy. have a monster. Like that's literally it, it, like, like it's like a main mechanic of the game. Like to drink monster energy. Yeah. Like you go yeah, to your healing yeah. items and you drink monster. And, and that's it restores your stamina. Like literally, it and it's it's like your canteen is filled with monster. And like you go in like your little shelter area and it's like 
pristine cans of monster in this post-apocalyptic environment. It's like, okay, the the monster facility was fine. Uh, I guess there's no human beings that are living, working there. It's just cranking out monster until, until society collapses. <laughs> I mean, made me want a monster, man. Like so, so the thing is, like as as brazen the product placement, it was so stupid. I kind of thought it was funny. It was like, <laughs> there's a lot like, of okay. funny things in the game. Like there's a shit ton of Easter eggs. Like uh, you go into like your safe house or whatever. If you stare at his crotch too long, he'll like fucking he'll like punch you in the face. I I didn't I didn't do that one. I I I uh I definitely think it was a little like weird how like close to his genitals you could get like showering pooping and oh it, it, and it, like if you pooping like was the main mechanic of the game if you zoom in at like certain points he'll like react to that or like uh, you drink be- they're like the monster cans get replaced with beer later and he gets fucking drunk and like starts like hallucinating and like kicking shit over like there's a shit ton of uh easter eggs if you do like certain like normal actions if they're doing other actions I guess uh, to go back onto complaints, one I just remembered is some of the side stories just felt so fucking like phoned in. I'm not sure how far you got, but there's like, you know, like lost lovers and like things like that. I was just so uninterested in it. And it, it's like you have to do it to progress the main story, but it had nothing to do with it. And it was just like felt like it was there to be there. I, I have this issue where in every single game I want to do everything, and this is just one of those games where if you do that, you want to you you'll probably go insane. Like yeah. uh, standard deliveries and stuff like that. Uh, standard deliveries are are ones that don't necessarily progress the story, yeah. but like they'll get you like points with these characters. Like I can't say no, and they don't really have that good of a payoff. Yeah, a lot of the time, I I feel like there was a benefit to doing this in PC. I honestly don't see the uh weird uh half-life and uh portal references existing on the ps4 version no i think the P- the pc version is much better um just in general like i think a lot of the people that that had gave the game bad reviews i don't think they had as much of an online presence like if you go because i looked at like a donkey's review a bunch of other reviews you definitely don't see as many structures as i do in my game like them not enjoying the structure aspect of the game so I think that might. Yeah, I I also I also think that these people didn't play for long enough. Um, I I think that like it it's not even about playing hours into this game. It's about playing days into this game. Yeah. I, I don't mean like you, literally like like forty eight hours of gameplay. I mean like if you play an hour and then you uh log out for twenty four hours, play another hour. That is a way better experience than playing this game for two hours because like you actually get feedback on structures you mm-hmm. created. Uh, and, and like, it takes time to build that social aspect, uh, versus these people playing on launch. It's probably so shitty, honestly. It's like like the toxicity of Facebook without the toxicity. It's like, oh man, I posted that picture for my vacation. I got so many likes, but it's without having to deal with any of like the, I didn't get likes things. (laughs) (laughs) Did did you, did you go into like the, the linking with anyone else? I, I found out about that today. Yeah. Uh, I did a whole bunch did, of that. Did you link with anyone? Uh, so I went to that. I didn't know what that did, to be honest. I linked with 30 people. I don't know what it did. It it gives you, like, extra likes uh, if you like each other's structures. Oh. Like I, how many likes did you end up with? I I had, like, 15,000 or something like so that. So I ended up with 234,220. Damn. Dude, I made some Damn. good shit. Like... There's this part uh, past all these BTs later in the game. Like, you have to go through, like, crazy through all this shit. And then you get to a city, and there's no safe house. There's no nothing. I built a safe house. I went all the way back through the shit. 
I got all the materials to, um, like, this took me, like, two and a half hours, and I upgraded that shit to level three so everyone can get a garage, they can save, like, all this shit. And, dude, I got, like, 100,000 likes just from that fucking structure. Well, you, you made people's day, honestly. They probably were, like, like, so there are certain structures that make your life easier, but they, they need recharging and stuff like that. Like, if, if you make a, hypothetically, like, a generator or a safe house, like, far out, like, it's going to completely change what someone's gonna have to do like it, it could like something that could have taken like an extra hour you you made them like be able to do it in one trip so like yeah those structures make you so goddamn happy it's ridiculous that's why it's so so rewarding and you feel so good to, like you're like on your last leg and then you just see that shit there and you're like dude this guy was thinking about like me you know <laughs> it's it's the first strand game man you're linking together with people I don't know. It's just a wonderful The first experience. strand game. Um, we... Social game. Okay. It is. It's a social experience. Sounds so much better than strand. I'm, 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 honestly. I'm a, I'm a strand life now. <laughs> Want to know what the true moral of the story is with, with Death Stranding with playing this game? The graphics are really fucking good. Well, that's honestly a little bit of what I was going to say. <laughs> Video games are a good value. Dude, like... I played this game... And I was like, I like, I kept thinking this game's only sixty bucks. Like, this is fucking insane that we've gotten to this point. It, it is insane to me. And people like, I, I don't want to pay sixty dollars for a game. It's like I literally got forty five hours of like supreme enjoyment out of this game, and it's gorgeous. Like everything is gorgeous. Like the visuals, the music, like the gra- graphics are fucking mind blowing. My first, my my literal first thing i wrote down in my notes is they literally put acne on the dude's face that's yeah, how good the graphics like, are it all it's like oh they fucking made acne on this man uh, like <laughs> like and also for some reason in every single cutscene they they make the angle of the butt but yeah it's that thing it, it, you definitely see a lot of norman reed's part of the ass, value. but you know you're paying for playing for quality you know yeah honestly but like people are like video games have to like this game is 60 bucks i'm like i like i'm a programmer so maybe i just see it more than people like this is insane amount of like effort scope and effort yeah like holy shit but yeah uh holy shit i, I would end it about an eight out of ten for me like a very good game uh probably one of the best i've played this year if not decade a lot of fun you just can't go into it th- being used like if someone that plays call of duty all day probably not gonna like it but if you can appreciate yeah. it for what it is um and get through it. I will say it's probably one of the best endings of any game I've ever played. Oh shit! I mean, so like, yeah, I'm not gonna call this a perfect game. I'm not gonna call it my favorite game, but I've I've probably enjoyed this like on a scale more than any game I've played on this podcast. Really, even uh, more I, than I an honor s- game. So, I mean, like, I probably enjoyed equal to the nonary games, but I have <laughs> thirty more hours of it. So it's yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's like. It, it's it's hard to, but the thing is like it, it could totally go down if i get to a section that hypothetically has snow on a mountain and i'm just like this is the worst thing i've ever played um i'm gonna give you a tip zip lines are your fucking friend there's fucking zip lines in this game jesus dude it, it will save you so much time because i didn't realize it until i was like all the way done with the mountain section if you just make a zip line from here and build it later you can skip through all the fucking bullshit and other people can use it yo want to know what i used a lot what my pre-order bonus uh, goggles or glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, that like that we, we we like pre-ordered this game. Uh, that that's that's why it, we had like this weird schedule where like uh, I I kept talking about which game I was gonna like play one week. But uh, yeah, basically like we wanted to play Death Stranding for for last week's podcast. Uh, and like we pre-ordered it. You got like some random gold items. Like it was so inconsequential. Like I thought it would have more impact on the game, but. It's whatever. There's a lot of customization, though. It's like you start unlocking colors for everything, like your vehicles, like your backpack, all your equipment, like your guns. Like if you um, deliver more equipment for different uh, people, instead of just unlocking new guns or new weapons or new whatever, you start unlocking colors for everything. So you can seriously customize like everything. Like I had a fucking pink and green car. I'm fucking, you know, blasting through the, the countryside. Okay. And uh, one other thing, you get to listen to a lot of hipster music. Yeah, there's this a lot of hipster game. music. It's not bad. It's just it's yeah, it's, it's it's pretty atmospheric. Yeah. Did how many times did you pee yourself this game? I not not at all. What you can pee yourself in this game? So sorry, how many times did you pee? Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> like, like you just <laughs> no, like, my pee. not not. I'm so scared. I'm not, my pee. I'm not talking in the game. I'm You're talking like, in real like, life. I'm playing this just like in real life, peeing myself. Uh, at least no, for the times. okay. Th- I I uh, <laughs> I probably should explain this. Uh, like, there's literally an option. Uh, it's probably the best game of all time because you could pee anywhere. Actually, you can't. It took me so long to find a place where I could pee, and I had to pee. But like, one of the options, like you could like you could either choose your gun or like uh, or pee a tool or pee. So what are the what are the um the point of peeing? I I think it like relieves some weight. <laughs> like it gave you uh, better better motion. Did you pee ever? Yes, I did. Okay, of I got the achievement. Thank for God. It. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. That's you gotta pee. I, it it was a struggle. I wanted to pee and I couldn't pee. Well, I'm glad you got where you needed to go. I I had to go and I went. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's beautiful. Death, death Stranding. Uh, this is a solid. You should play out of ten. Yeah, I don't like. I dislike that we're given solid numbers out of ten. We're just like two dudes who who. Well, you in this case, you actually can rate the game because you played the game. But like normally, we're just like we played this game for a little bit. We kind of have a formative opinion, but it's not like there yet. You know? I think you've played it enough though. Like where you're at, you can get a solid. Like you're in literally the best part of the game. Like where you are, you have another like solid uh, ten hours at least of just like. F- fun as fuck shit like i'm envious of where you are because literally i played it for like eight hours where you're at um so yeah i i look forward to still playing this game i'm probably gonna still be playing this game for like like we're gonna be like a month down the road it's like oh i'm still playing the stranding that's uh, awesome though because that's that's a mark yeah. of a good game it's it's a mark of i spent 60 dollars and i got my value there yeah and then some so. And then the podcast got value because we're already at longer than what a normal podcast fuck? goes. <laughs> we're going double wide this time. We're going thick. So okay. speaking of thick, uh, I guess I'll segment into something I want to talk about. I'm not sure if you've been looking at Twitter at all, but uh, have you seen anything that Hideki Naganuma, however you say his name, uh, has retweeted recently? All the women saying hi to him? No, so there's a new, Peter Griffin. There's a new game coming out. There's a sp- oh yeah, okay. No, I I do actually know about this. The Jet Set Radio clone. Yes, it's uh called Bomb part of. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. It's a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio Future. It looks exactly the same, and he does the music for it. It's by a team Raptor, I think, and I'm really really excited for it. 
So I, I'm not sure if I ever told you the story, but uh, I have a very specific story about Hideki Naganuma. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Yeah, I, I, I think I said it wrong too. So, um, yeah, we're, neither of us are Japanese. I'm sorry. Not yet. In advance for not being Japanese, but uh, <laughs> basically, Jet Set Radio, Jet Grind Radio, is one of my favorite games as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I have a Dreamcast, as you are all painfully aware at this point. Yeah, Dreamcast I'm a Dreamcast boy. fanboy. Um, Dreamcast boy. Jet Grind Radio came out, I think I was in like second, third grade. Mm-hmm. And so I was, it was my favorite game at the time ever, like at, at this point. I was, I was such a big fan. And one of the reasons I love the music so much, I love the music so much that like as a second, third grader, I know who Hideki Naganuma is and really to the, the point where I bought the Jet Grind ever. Radio I bought the Jet Grind Radio soundtrack in like second grade. I like begged my parents to import a Japanese CD so I could have the Jet Grind Radio soundtrack because I loved Grace and Glory, the final song uh, from Jet Grind Radio, Final Boss. Um, and I would listen to the CD a lot. Mm-hmm. So this coincided with my elementary school having like a Japanese exchange program where like each student was paired with a Japanese student that came from Japan, uh-huh. and uh, I had I had a partner. Uh, <laughs> I forget her name. I would ask her like I remember the first thing I literally said to her is, "Do you know Hideki Naganuma?" And she said, "No." That's like that's like getting like an American student, and be like, "Do you know Obama?" Like, <laughs> it's like, it's, no, but like, it, it's like not. Do you know Obama? It's like, do you know like some D-list actor that like only yeah. Americans would know? It's like, and I was like dumbfounded. I'm like, wait, she doesn't know Hideki Naganuma. She's Japanese, <laughs> and like that. That was like my first experience with like Japanese culture, yeah. like face to face. And I was pretty devastated that she did not know Hideki Naganuma. Well, but anyway. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to say the moral of the story is I'm a big fan of Hideki Naganuma. Yeah. All you fucking posers who think you say you enjoy Hideki Naganuma, you were not listening to his CD on repeat, the Jet Grind Radio, Jet Set Radio soundtrack in 2001. No. Go fuck yourself. Because uh, uh, if I told my parents, I'm like, I want this Japanese CD, they'd be like, no. This was pre-Amazon. Yeah, that must okay. have been like a pain this in the was... ass to like import. Yeah, but I was begging because legit that soundtrack is good. Grace and oh, Glory, yeah. it's like... Bum, bum, so bum, I've bum, actually bum, never... I remember that I've song. never played Jet Get Ryan Radio. I've only played Jet Set. It has not aged well. I've played Jet Set Radio Future, and I've played like several hundred hours of that game because that's the one I've played. I, I would say if you play Jet Set Radio Future, you've you've pretty mu- you've gotten the gist. Mm-hmm. I think that Jet Grind Radio is an atmospheric game, but trying to play it now, it's it's just like one of those like experiences. A little, it's a little much. Like I I will literally never let you play. Like we're not playing, even if you suggest it, we're not playing Toy Commander on this on this podcast because that's my favorite game of all time for Dreamcast, and I know it hasn't aged well. And I'm not <laughs> letting you tear it. Literally, apart. my top of my list for games that we're gonna play next week. I hope you're happy. Um, well, I'm just, we're going to skip an episode. You're going to, you're going to do a solo episode. I'm not going to listen to it. I won't even play the game. I'll just do the problem with toy commander featuring Dana of virtual homework podcast. You have to to go rogue. You have to like upload it to your own channels. It's like not on the RSS feed. No one, no one, you have to like (laughs) plug it next podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm going solo preemptively. Go fuck yourself. So speaking of going solo, like I, I kept telling Dana that I was just gonna do like a, a two hour tell all, just be like the problem with Dana, and just like 
just doing a two-hour rant on him because uh, I said I had something special this week that happened to just be a commercial. That We're I, announcing uh, that this is turning into the Elder Spork and Jabroni podcast. Sorry. Oh, yeah, because uh, Spork and Jabroni, who this is a true test if they're listening, if, if they're truly going 45 minutes in. Uh, our two fans. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is a call-out talking about our podcast. Do you have what it takes? To do episode sixteen, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, we we enjoy it. But anyway, uh, what are you calling me out for? What I do? No, I I'm not because that was just a prank, and you got pranked epic style and said it was my commercial. Well, so it's like I come out with like these awesome talking points. I'm like, man, this game's coming out, and you're like, Dana, you poo poo. I'm like, fuck. I come out with the awesome games. What what did you choose? Uh, uh, <laughs> Super collapse. <laughs> <laughs> Super collapse was fun. Uh, I but like, Death Stranding has a leg up on Super Collapse. Uh, just a little bit, that. yeah. I'll give you that one. Yeah, um, I I chose Tembo, which was pretty mediocre. It, that could have been so good. I'm still pissed off about that. Um, I have another topic. I don't know too much about this. I know you're engrossed in the community, so I'm hoping you know a little bit more than I do. I saw on Twitter that uh, a bunch of Nintendo 64 games were data mined, and they found uh, the files for Luigi and Super Mario 64. So uh, I, I I'm not super familiar with the N64 version. I heard this as well. Like I I legitimately thought it was like a a prank mm-hmm. when I, when I first first saw it. But uh, no, this actually happened, and there was data mining for SMW as well uh, from a community member. Dots are cool. Like this, these were leaked. Apparently, they weren't leaked. It's just so the, it's just I read it was leaked data from mining. somewhere. I don't think they were leaked. I think they just have better data mining techniques. Wow. Like, who who's leaking this? Like so, the the tell all like. 1996. If you're a developer in 1996, you're you're honestly, the Trump like, administration like is wild and out. <laughs> the, yes, yes. It, they've decided to it, World War Two Two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Trump versus Nintendo. It's 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 just the way it had. So what they find in Super Mario World, Sam? Uh, they just have some new sprites. Oh. It's fun. They have like the the old Yoshi sprite, which was already uncovered, but they have more uh, like models of it like in different positions, and it's creepy as fuck. Well, that's what I found. Uh, they, they did, for Nintendo 64 games, they found the uh, the original versions of Super Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time with uh, like pre-production like areas and sprites and shit like that, which look really fucking cool, and if you're like a nerd for this kind of stuff, I think it's like a really cool thing that they found. Uh, I'm more interested to see what people do with said sprites and maps, uh, if they can put them in a uh, like original form or something like that to like make something playable. I think that'll be really cool to see what's coming out. I feel like it's not gonna have that ma- much of an impact just because we've already seen so many um, hacks of SM64 use Luigi sprites. So this is an like, official yeah, one. Is it official one? But like. They speak like they literally made build a wall sixty four with like Trump <laughs> shit. Like they they could literally do whatever they want. Uh, Dude, Super the, Mario the, is the, like the most intense speed game. Like Super Mario sixty four, I think might be like 
the most impressive speed game to me. Yeah, I'm, I consider Super Mario 64 the best game of all time. I, I feel like that's a non-controversial opinion. But, like, the actual... I feel like part of that is the reason... Like, it, the, the movement is so fluid, it's lended itself to, like, the best speed run of all time. Oh, yeah. I, I can't I can't think of a game that surpassed it. Like, uh, well, like I've I, seen people grind I'm a massive out. hypocrite, just because I'm not sure if you've seen the photos circulating around. I went to Pace 20, uh, 2019, and... Literally during the grand finals of the Super Mario 64 120-star race, Cheese versus Punkay, uh, I, I was in the front row. Like, there's pictures of me sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Were you really sleeping? sleeping? Front- yeah, no, there's, like, multiple pictures of me sleeping in the front row during the final race for, like, the grand finals of, of SM64. Why were you sleeping? Were you drunk or... Um, so it was at a racetrack, and the uh, racetrack had beer on premises. So like, oh no, I was I was just day. I wasn't like drunk, but I day, day drank like the entire event. So like, <laughs> when when you've been de- like, you just get tired when it's you a dark room. Show That's me how these it pictures. Is. Yeah, they they exist. Like they're they're public. It's That's fine. funny. Um, but no, like to go back to, I think uh, Super Mario sixty four. Like said, the movement. I I very even to this day, there's very few games that have as much movement i guess in a game as far as yeah, like, most games actually don't have movement most games used to stand still well then... i mean it's like as, as far as like fluidity like what you can physically do with the character and your controller is like insane to me um it, yeah i actually haven't, i haven't figured out that most games have controls oh, like, man, I just fuck you sam i i, I turn them you're on a piece and of shit. Like, there's I'm, no we're getting, movement you're gonna get canceled there's no right movement now. there's no fluid fluidity there's no fluidity in your face that's true I, i'm not i'm not perspirating why not because I'm I'm not afraid of getting canceled by Dana. Oh, no sweat here. I really don't have all any... your threats empty. I, it's like I can't even say anything like bad about you, like, <laughs> even if I wanted to. Like I I can make up like you like you like punched a baby in the face or something. But it's like I fell on a BB gun. No, no, like I tripped so and, many times in Death Stranding and like and shot your eye directly out. in the BB, and then I was like, oh no, my BB. He's so upset. Yeah, he he cries. Well, I'm crying. Well, you'll be. Are you? You're gonna be crying when you edit this. This shit's like fucking fifty-four minutes long, and I also keep doing this with my chair. So you're gonna hear a lot of <laughs> when you edit this. So well, I can't wait. That's that's what that's what proves that we're real people instead of simulations. So speaking of getting canceled, uh, one of my points here because I'm an idiot. Uh, what's your opinion on the Wayfair conspiracy? It's fucking dumb. <laughs> I, it's fu- it's it's funny, but there's no way like this. Like they're tra- trafficking on like a public website that anyone can buy. Like, what if this, like some this, stupid? This is the thing. This is the thing. Even if it was like somehow in some world real, like the amount of people who uh, for okay, refresher for those who aren't like <laughs> massive conspiracy nuts. Because oh, here's a Wayfair. You know that that company where you buy furniture from. So basically, uh, there's some very high price items that like if you type in the code like the like you know how like every single item on like every single site has like a yeah. code it's like for ecb if you type in those codes on like google it like goes to like a missing person's like name like a specific missing person's profile. list and it's like specifically the name of the uh like the person like, name who's missing. of the product like these products are named like the the rose bench the julie bench but it's, it's like it's ten thousand like, dollars it's more like unique names and they're all like filing cabinets like something that you can they're saying like oh there's if you buy it there's like a person in it and it's like what if like some stupid ass fucking like rich suburban mom is like oh this is cute and just buys it they get it to their house they open it and there's a fucking body in there like (laughs) 
Well, well, so yeah, they're saying this is used for sex trafficking, but uh, Wayfair's official response is like, no, these are just like really, really expensive uh, filing cabinets. They're just like um, commercial cabinets, like. The thing that gets me is that, like, these people are genuinely... I've had arguments with people about this. That's why really? it's actually been on my list. Yeah, like, people who, like, believe this, and I'm like, why? But uh, <laughs> the points the points that they make that, like, that really gets me is that um, Wayfair is probably the largest furniture distributor on the internet. Like, yeah, uh, absolutely. if you're getting furniture, you might, you might be getting through Wayfair, or, yeah. like, most of the time you're getting through Wayfair. I don't get why a multi-billion dollar like the largest furniture distributor would willingly sex traffic people like yes well even if they, they are a, i don't think they would do it publicly on like an easy to search fucking thing well even if there was sex traffic going on, on this website where the fuck did like why did i imagine like you're on a podcast even if there was sex trafficking no um <laughs> <laughs> fuck um no, but, like, even if there was, like, it would be an individual seller who, like, doesn't necessarily, like... Have anything to do. He's not endorsed by Wayfair. It's not, like... Like, the amount of people who I've read, it's like, oh, Wayfair themselves is specifically, like, from their corporate bench being like, let's it's, do it's this. It's literally just a this fucking industrial cabinet. Like, that's that's why it's so expensive. Like, it's, it's meant to, like, last and be big and... Well, anyway, I just wanted to bring this up because this is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. It's it's, it's, like, it's pretty funny though, like the the memes and yeah. stuff. But there are like a there's like a lot of people. Like I'm on Facebook and people are like, uh, fucking sharing all this shit. Like Wayfair is doing this, blah, blah blah. Don't buy from them. Like I'm like, okay. So you know how like on Amazon you could like sell a product for ten thousand dollars and no one could buy it. Yeah. Turns out you could do that on other websites too. Really. It it doesn't yeah like Wayfair is one of them. Turns out like Wayfair is actually just a distribu- distribution network. Like you're able to like market your products on Wayfair with minimal. So what you're saying minimal, it might be like, someone uh, else. It might be someone else sex trafficking. Yeah, I mean like even if I think that is extremely non plausible, I like I like the thing that makes me like so like you have this multi billion dollar company, multi million dollar company. I don't know. They're not just gonna like pivot to sex trafficking. That'd be pretty bad for the brand and yeah, probably not it, that much money. It, it might get some bad PR. Yeah, like <laughs> I I don't I don't know where we can pivot from this conversation. Just motherfuckers are stupid. Stop believing in the shit you read on the internet. Have some brains, and that's all I got to say about it. On the topic of torture, what you have like totally destroyed me. In that, like, every single time I say well anyway or um, you, like, brought it up in passing once and probably didn't mean it for it to be, like, a life-altering thing. But, like, every single time I go on the podcast, I'm like, anyway, I'm, like, constantly being like, oh, my God, I said anyway. Anyways. Dana, he, he's ruined me. I mean, I, I talk he's like a valley me. girl. I probably say like every three seconds, so. No, I edit them all out. I actually don't think that anyone on the podcast has ever heard you say the word like, even in situations where, like, like is necessary. It's like, oh, he looks like a person. Like, 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 No, like, you say he looked like, he looked like a person. Like, 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 No, like, I take out that like. I make it grammatically incorrect because I was told very, very early on in the podcast, if I sound like an idiot, I'm never doing this again. So, uh, I took that as any like or um, even if necessary, we want to raise that sophistication. We should start level. paying celebrities to just read back everything we say, so it sounds like better. 
That's that's what I wanted to talk about. Speaking of paying celebrities, no, I mean we started with we started from the up. We started with Juicy J, uh, who wasn't paid. He totally wanted to do this. Uh, don't listen. Uh, he's ignore huge, the huge last fan. Minute. We go he's way just back. He's a huge fan. He's a huge fan. No other incentives to shout out the virtual homework podcast. He just was like, "Hey guys, can I do this?" Anyway, so I've kind of been obsessed with the website Fiverr. What have you been bit. doing on Fiverr? So I I may have spent uh, $10 to get a commercial made for a podcast I'm associated with. So, so is that how much you paid for that commercial? Yeah, it was it was actually rel- like like that was a professional voiceover. It was not for like 10 I would ra- I would pay $10 for that. Yeah, no, it was it was actually like the voiceover community on Fiverr is surprisingly cheap. Like he also provided the um the royalty-free music for it. And like, and he synced himself with the music. I will say, I did another one for my friend. Uh, uh, you might know him mutually, Nino. Yeah. There, there was this video making the rounds on live stream fail of a doctor telling, uh, I think it was QXC, like that he had like XQC. sweaty armpits or something like that. Yeah, XQC that he had like sweaty armpits or something. I hired that guy and a doctor to be like, uh, stop shitting yourself to my friend <laughs> Nino. Um, <laughs> And it was it was pretty hilarious, but like no, like I've I've kind of unlocked this uh, era of recklessly spending my money on making other people saying embarrassing stuff, and I can't stop, and I'm embarrassed by it, and these people are definitely embarrassed by it, but I I can't. Do I guarantee you I they have stop. they have people say way worse shit. You remember that guy? Uh, uh, oh god, I think he was like from uh, South Africa or something like that, and he would always oh, say like the name. was like uh, the guy who like, was like snipers. Uh, yeah, he, video. Like, hello, like, simple text. Yeah, 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 yeah. Based, yeah. base Tyrone. That was his name. Yeah, base Tyrone. He would just say like "poo poo pee pee caca" like all day long. And, and and before that, it was the person who dug something out of the ground, like the message. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, what? No, do you not? Do you remember like the guy who was like in the forest and he like dug out a box and inside the box it had like a message? Like th- this was like way back in the day. Uh, with before like the the paid reply. Who's that girl who got banned? Who's that girl that got banned on Twitch? Like way back in the day. Uh, Emily. Emily has she's like Emily only has no, cancer once. No, 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 no. She was kind of like mean. Dude, talk about peeing your pants. I I gotta pee so bad. Brittany Venti. Oh. Yeah, Brittany Venti. I remember famously reacted to a video of a guy like pulling out a message of her saying to like, like die <laughs> like, from, the, from the ground. Like that. That's what like like literally like that single guy like popularized like streamers using Fiverr to meme. Yeah. But now I'm I'm sucked in. I can't stop. I stop. Won't stop. I have spent at least thirty bucks, and it's probably gonna be more. But it's like that's a, you're getting decent content for thirty bucks. Like yeah. Fi- I I'll I'll show you offline the the video that I got, and uh, it's it's interesting. I'll say that much. So do you have any oh, more God. topics? One. Why aren't we reading books? Why aren't we sophisticated? Because uh, uh, tw- TV is twice as fast for information. So for those who are somehow still listening over an hour in at this point, like, holy fuck, Jesus Christ, this is the longest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Two weeks. This is a board meeting. I personally think that in the future, we are hoping to get each virtual homework podcast to be a video game, a movie, and then once a month a book. Dude, that's. Do you have any idea how much MMO I have to play every day? Like after this, Dana I... is a loser who plays World of Warcraft all day. I play Maple Story. My goal, yeah, 
even worse, dude. Like, I, I uh, do, like, three hours of dailies after this. I hope you're happy. Imagine, like, being fully committed to two MMOs. One MMO you cannot already fully commit to without, like, sacrificing sleep. This is like someone working two 12-hour jobs every single day. Like, you, you know that, like, su- uh, Homer Simpson meme where, like, he, he goes home and, like, sleeps for, like, three seconds and then wakes up? Yeah. That's Dana with his MMOs, and then he somehow makes time for the podcast. Like, All you, you want to asking... know how much time I have played in World of Warcraft? I want to know your Maple Story time, even though it's, like, completely unreliable because you go, well, like, I, World War hours World, every day. World of Warcraft is, like, ten times that. I have 1,473 days played are you okay like 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 24 times that and that's how many days i've spent like on my one character that's three years man yes of like 24 7 i I mean i've been playing since like 2000 does that include afk time yeah of course but it's like how much of that would you say is afk uh like one tenth maybe jesus i mean because like i that's a completely relevant question with maple story where like you literally idle for half the time yeah um, but like I've literally played since 2007, maybe like five hours a day every day at least. You ever think about uh, just needing your computer out the window and then just saying I'm going to become a productive member of society? All the fucking time. Like that's why I'm like riding bikes. Like I'm, I might even go on a bike ride after this podcast. Um, don't drink and drive. Hashtag hashtag real. Did you see I hashtag recorded my I streamed friends saving friends lives. I streamed my bike ride for like three minutes the other day. Yeah, for those who don't know, Dana's actually a streamer, and uh, he's really only on this podcast because I told him it would make him a famous Twitch streamer. Yeah, I'm talking millions of followers, and well, like uh, so far, int- I've done a terrible, terrible job of promoting him as a streamer. So, um, watch him stream his bike. Uh, watch as his phone drops to the ground while he's. Dude, I bought a bike. mount on my bike. Like I bought like lights. I bought like all this shit. Like I have a whole like mount for my uh external battery watch as he hits a curb goes six feet in the air lands neck first on the pavement you could be there while history's made i mean the first uh, the first bicycle streamer to die on stream i mean all you're gonna hear is <laughs> from my bike my bike turning and stuff so i mean that's dude you're gonna i think i sold it pretty well because i keep hitting things i'm sorry oh no I, i'm not even hearing it man well, no, you're, but, you're going to hear him when you edit. <laughs> like this? Like, well, you're, you're going to hear this. This is Sam from the future, and I can confirm that Dana is a little bitch who keeps hitting his mic. Well, I feel at this point we've gone on long enough where I could pretty much just continue for, like, the end of time. Like, we don't have to have things to say at this point. We could just, I, like, conti- I still have just keep topics. going and going and going and going and going. We're talking three hours, four hours before we notice that we haven't said shit. Like, like, I'm just saying words. I like, I, I, I actually have, like, more topics. Well, let's go through them quick. Rapid fire. What's the first topic? Um, So they announced they're bringing back G4 TV in some sense. I'm actually It's going to fail. Next. No, Um, let's actually talk about this because it's such an asinine decision. I think it's like, cool. I, don't, I, don't I know. love G4 I think TV. it's cool. I, I love G4. I grew up on G4. Yeah. I have nostalgia for G4. Was G4 ever good? No. Will G4 be good in the future? No. no. I think, I, like, the thing, the thing about G4. Attack of the Show was good. X-Play, I thought, always sucked. Yeah. Um, Just but the thing one is, I gave it a video. chance because there wasn't video game media, like, back in, like, 2005. No, there literally there, wasn't. There was, but there, like, wasn't anything that, like, actually had high production. Now there's it. just like, so you, much, and no one has any nostalgia for it. Like, it's, who, who's the demographic? Us. Correction. 
no people who do have nostalgia for it don't have TV subscriptions. It's coming to network television. No, they That's said the it's, co- they said it's coming to the web. Oh, okay. No, I think it's network and the web then, because I remember reading network television. But still, like, like, I don't, I don't think any really like you. You look at shows like the only the only shows that actually are able to compete with the web presence of t- of uh, YouTube is is like today oh. shows and stuff like that. And like the Walking and I, Dead and like old people shit. HGTV. Yeah, I, I really don't think X Play is going to be able to to make a market share back in uh, no back or in twenty twenty. The the thing that I really enjoyed watching on uh, uh, G four well Code Monkeys, but that's not coming back. Unbeatable Banzuke and Ninja yes. Warrior were the shows I really liked. <laughs> Absolutely. And the problem is Ninja Warrior is already a huge thing in the US and it's something I actually genuinely hate. I, I hate the US oh, version. It's so bad. And there's there's a simple reason for it. I'll just It's racist as fuck. <laughs> well, I d I don't I did I haven't watched enough to find the racism, Jesus Christ. But there there's two scenarios here. You have the Japanese uh Ninja Warrior. Here's an example contestant. Hey guys, I'm a mailman. This seems cool. Let me just do this course. Oh hey, I happen to do it. That's pretty dope. Here's here's the uh, U.S. contestant. Hi, my name's Brittany. I've been training in Ninja Warrior gyms for the last three years. This is my first Ninja Warrior experience. My mom has cancer, and I'm hoping that by completing this, I could get the prize yeah. and hopefully have my mom get experimental treatment and cure her cancer. It's always like Fails some in like story. three minutes or three three obstacles. She's like, like my mom's he, going to die. Like zooms in on her face. Yeah. It's 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 a two aspect double whammy of bad. The first aspect is you have these uh overly dramatic backstories of contestants. I don't give a shit. I just want to see them do cool shit in the obstacle course. And then the <laughs> second thing is part of that part of that dramatic uh like background is that they actually care about ninja warrior and maybe the mailman from japan that rhymes i didn't mean for it to that's cool uh maybe they care but like they don't they they kind of play it off like oh cool this person's been training like uh, devoting their life to a ninja warrior thing where even if they do make it i mean they did that they did that in the japanese version as well like they would show like the people who would like like have like setups in their backyard where they trained and like forever no but but there's a difference like people have a setup in their backyard there's like legitimate gyms that open up kind of like bouldering gyms in the u.s like the like the on average the 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 person who competes in america cares way more and like trains way more it's like yeah yeah sure the people who got to like the fourth stage where they have to like climb that rope and like wall like the the final stage those are like the super fit super buff like trained my entire life for this but like i like seeing the everyday every joe kind of person uh in 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 the u.s would you you try it not in the in the japan Uh, oh i totally would like i i think i would probably pass round one if given the opportunity just to see how far you can get no, I totally would. I I totally think I can do Ninja Warrior. I'm not even joking. I would cry. <laughs> I could see you like eating shit at like the first option. Like, <laughs> just you know, like you know the horribly... you know the one where like you have to like straddle like uh there like you have to go yeah one, like, like on each yeah side. yeah yeah and just like like splitting my legs like breaking my legs and like falling face first into the fucking water. Yeah, I see you unintentionally doing splits and like breaking your groin and then like going headfirst into a metal pole, breaking your nose and then falling in the water. I would pay money I vividly to see, that. see this. Thank you. I'm yeah. glad you think of that of me. The 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 one thing I will also say is that MXC is so good and Wipeout is is so bad and like how Absolutely. do they do that? The um, formula works and they just ruined it so bad. 
American TV. That's why I mean they're they're just trying anything at this point. American TV is fucking shit. Like who is watching TV? Like like over. I I have HBO p- Max now, and I, I've been watching the the new HBO Chernobyl special is like one of the but best. But you watch that on your, your t- on your computer though, right? Well, I watch it on a TV, but like using an app. Yeah, exactly. Like you're not watching like traditional. You're not going to channel 47 to watch TNT. Like no. I just imagine really obese obese people in Wyoming are the only people who are watching TV and like old people. That's a large part of the US population. Yeah. Why well, know it's a large thing? Uh obese people in Wyoming? Well, yes, but the amount of things you have left on, left on your list. Let's do it. Moving on. No, that's it. I was lying. Oh, really? Okay. I was excited. I thought we were going to hit the 2-hour mark. So what's what's the uh, the first book we're gonna read on on the uh, virtual homework book club? The the thing the thing about virtual homework is that you'd have to read on an ebook this or else like it wouldn't be virtual. Fucking homework though. Like, do I have to write like a? It's like I have to play a game. I have to watch a movie. I have to read a book. And Sam's like, Did yeah. You and do our it? first book is Frankenstein, and you better write a fucking paper. I'm gonna give you a D. I bet I bet I bet you'll write a better paper than you. Literally majored in Chinese and had to write. 40 to 50 page uh chinese history papers oh yeah say chinese right now anyhow you're not gonna actually make me say chinese because my chinese is so bad that like i i get so embarrassed i know what anyhow means because i had to sing a song in grade school where i had to say all the how to say hello in every language go up to every single person you see and say whoa i knee what's that mean i love you no, it doesn't. You no, know, woe I need. Woe is I, and then I is love, and then knee is you. Ni hao is you good, but it means hello. Sorry. Bean boys. We the bean boys. Bean boys have no more content for the stream, boys. Wait, this isn't a stream. This is a podcast. End the fucking podcast. No. You know what? I, mean, I don't give a fuck. You're the Four one that ends the shit. Four and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men. I, are I, I'm equal. I'm leaving the Discord call. Now we are engaged in I, a great I'm civil war. I'm actually leaving. Testing our, whether that nation right, or bye. any nation, and so dedicated, can long endure. We are great, but we are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate it. I'm, re- I'm re-